A reading from John 12, 9-1. Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there, and came not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well. For on account of him, many Jews were going over to Jesus and believing in him. Isn't it amazing? I mean, what we celebrate as so incredibly awesome, the resurrection of Lazarus, the miraculous presence of Jesus and the miracles that he performs, we think of that as so world-changing in a good way. And yet for some of the powers that be in their time, they heard news of something like a resurrection or the miracles. And they thought, hmm, we should probably kill these guys. <laughs> it's <laughs> astonishing to, to contemplate what would cause somebody to want to kill someone who's been raised from the dead or someone who's performing miracles. Well, the only thing I can think of is these events threatened their power structures. It threatened their way of life. It threatened um, the things that they held dear, including their own ability to control the population. Um, this should be a warning. You know, it's, it'd be easy to sit here and be like, those corrupt Pharisees or those corrupt Romans. It, it's it's harder to actually say, okay, what in me enjoys control and power? And then it, once I can determine that, then if something new, uh, per, perhaps miraculous happens in my ministry, in my sphere of influence, in my family, how do I, how would I react to it? You know, if it if that thing that that good thing that God sends feels like a threat to me, then I've probably got way I'm way too interested in my own control. You know, I'm just trying to self-examine. I'm trying not to uh, let myself off the hook in a story like like this. I sure would hope that if something miraculous or new or you know some movement of the Holy Spirit, if it happens in our church, I sure hope I don't try to squash it just because it it would you know challenge my authority or something like that. I hope I would say. Praise the Lord. Here comes a miracle. Here comes resurrection power. Here comes the Holy Spirit. Let me not get in the way of it. And instead, let me uh, celebrate it along with, with everyone else. Uh, I, I oftentimes like to create context. I know you were born in the, uh, in the 1970s, and I was born mm -hmm. in the 1940s, and it makes no mm -hmm. difference. But one thing I've been very aware of is at the end of World War II, America had in high, uh, basically inherited the power structure of the world. And most people thought of that as a good thing because most people thought of us as a Christian nation with a good heart and they forgot about one thing. And that one thing is that all human beings have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Mm. But even within this context of the church, and I know this from my personal experience growing up in a denomination that was very self-satisfied about mm. how good it was and the people that joined it and, and ran it. And the implied goodness um what is it? it 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 is in the face of all of the evidence of the entire history of mankind going back to genesis that there's a problem here that that leader who professes to be a genius at goodness 
is actually just as sinful as you and I. Mm-hmm. And therefore, his claims to goodness and righteousness are to are suspect. And here uh, we have the religious leaders saw this clear expression of the power of God as a threat to their own control. The yeah. people of Jerusalem were going over, were going over to the people of Jerusalem were going over to Jesus and believing in him. Now, you know, fast forward 2000 years and what are we seeing all over the place in our own country right now? A disintegration of the idea of our goodness and an acceptance that uh, rule and governance is all about power. And if anybody, including people who believe in Jesus, get in the way, they have to be trampled on. So nothing has changed. Mm 